hey, it's Dave, and you know I'm not a fan of pre-rolls, so the fact that I'm doing one, you know this is important, and it's time-sensitive, because March 21st at 5.30 Eastern, myself and my favorite book guru, Thomas Umstadt Jr., are doing a webinar on book launch secrets. And if you go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch, you'll learn more about it. But I just wanted to get this in here because that's right around the corner. Again, schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. Today on the podcast review show, we're looking at the colon health podcast from colonoscopy.com. Welcome to the podcast review show hosted by radio veteran Eric K. Johnson from PodcastTalentCoach.com and Hall of Fame podcaster Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting. Dave and Eric help you identify those things you are doing right so you can do more of those and lose those things that don't deliver value to your audience. Join in on the conversation at PodcastReviewShow.com. Welcome to the podcast review show. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of podcasting.com and joining me right over there is the one and only Eric K. Johnson. You might know him from podcasttalentcoach.com. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It is going great, Dave. I am happy to be back in the saddle again and uh, doing another show. How are things for you? Good. And uh, tonight we don't have anybody with us. This is what we used to call the a review light. And for the record, this is the last one because every time we do one of these, we want to ask the host some questions and yes, it's less money to do this kind of review, but we're like, ah, if you're going to get reviewed, let's do the whole thing. So we're going to be very few people actually want to do the light version because most of them want to sit here and have a conversation and get their questions answered. Yeah. And so it's, there's such a a light demand for it. We figured we will just stick with the, the fully leaded version. Yeah. And what most people don't get to see is the real fun happens when we hit stop when a whole another half hour goes and we're just asking questions and sharing tips and insights. And Eric starts talking about his partying days with meatloaf and 18 million other rock stars. And, well, then there's that. Yeah, so, but <laughs> and then we always say, man, we, sh- we should have recorded that. <laughs> exactly. And tonight we're listening to the colon health podcast. Uh, you can find it at colonoscopy.com. And the one thing, for me, at least, you'll, we're going to play the intro, but the minute I heard they owned colonoscopy.com, that kind of, for me, gave them some street cred. Like it yeah, was, I was like, holy cow. Yeah, because I'm thinking, okay, somebody must have snagged that or paid a lot of money for that. So we would ask them, well, we know they're in this to spread the word, get them, get their audience good information about colon health. And so, and in fact, their intro really explains this really quite well. So we'll go ahead and listen to the intro. Welcome to another episode of the Colon Health Podcast. We interview the world's leading professionals and experts in gastroenterology, research, nutritional science, medical technology, and more. If it impacts your colon health, we cover it here on the Colon Health Podcast. And now, here's your host, Dr. Dak Tioli. Hello, folks, and welcome to the Colon Health Podcast, brought to you by colonoscopy.com. I'm your host, Dr. Dactioli, and I want to thank you for listening in today and for taking an interest in learning more about colon health. Today's episode, we're going to have three big problems, as well as a number of solutions that might help you tackle them. 
The problems include colon cancer, obesity, and weight loss. Today, we're going to hear about a number of potential solutions from our guest expert, Dr. Dale Prokupek, also known as Dr. Dale. A little bit more about Dr. Dale. So he's a celebrated and award-winning physician out of Beverly Hills, California. He's board certified in internal medicine and gastroenterology. And in fact, he has over 25 years of experience with some of the most difficult and complex cases related to his expertise. He's affiliated with the prestigious Cedars-Sinai Medical Center and is Associate Clinical Professor of Medicine out of the renowned Geffen School of Medicine at UCLA. You can learn more about him and his practice at www.drdalemd.com. Again, that's www.drdalemd.com. Thanks for being here today, Dr. Dale. Hey, thanks for having me. It's good to be here. I wanted to just kick us off, if I could, with some statistics, and then I, I really want to hear what you have to say. So that's the intro. And first of all, Dr. Dak has killer pipes. <laughs> yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes, he does, Dave. <laughs> like crying out loud. Yeah. So I'll let you go first. What did you think of the intro? I thought the intro was solid. Uh, I The music fits the tone of the episode. It tells me what we do in the episode. We interview experts on colon health to help you understand uh, more about it and benefit you. So I understand what we do on the show. I would like to have had a little more benefit to the list. When Dr. Dak comes in, he talks about on today's episode, we're going to give you some tips on how you can live a healthier life and that sort of thing. I know we get that on this episode, but do we get that on every episode? That should be in the in the introduction. Just a little more benefit to the listener. I would have liked to have seen that. I thought it was good. I think the, the voiceover guy at the beginning, it, he's a little lighthearted. It's, this is a, an episode with a little bit of momentum and we're going to move through it. And then when Dr. Dak comes in, he's all business. And he's super serious. And so I would love to hear Dr. Dak lighten up just a little bit, smile a little bit, be a little friendlier. You know, make me feel like like you're somebody I want to hang out with. It's not like you have to be all jokes. So we don't I don't need colon jokes. I just need a little little bit of smile and just a little friendlier doctor would have been great. Yeah, I when he starts off with we're gonna talk about three big problems. I felt like I was I got caught by my mom doing something. It was like, <laughs> all right, we got three things we got to talk about now. So I'm, I'm with you. I thought I, I liked the intro. I liked the music. And just about the time I thought, hey, is the voiceover person going to come in? The voiceover person came in. Then there was a little break and then he came right in. So I liked the flow of it. Uh, I knew what it was about. And I'm with you. I think a lot of times we forget to add the so that you can part yes. of a podcast. It's, it's, it's colon health podcast. We kind of know what it's about. But nonetheless, when we start to explain why, and we think it's obvious, and it is in many cases, but nonetheless, sometimes we need to hear those obvious things so that people go, oh, I'm in the right place. This is what I want, and that's how I'm going to benefit. And each time we review a podcast, we have the podcaster tell us a little bit about the show and why they do the show and who it's intended for and why they choose the topic. And part of that is so we can understand if they're actually achieving their goals in the episode. And Dr. Dak tells us that he deals with a lot of colon related health issues on a daily basis. And he sees firsthand how those issues impact the lives of not only the patients, but their families. 
and he knows that maintaining colon health is vital to living a long, healthy, and enjoyable life. That's the benefit right there. That's why I need to listen to the episode. We need to put some of that juice in the intro. Yeah, absolutely. The I was actually listening to this as I was walking around, and the thing I liked about it is, again, I thought the audio was really well done and things like that, but the first thing that caught my ear that I was like, that's cool, is he says this uh, as they're getting into, they're, they're spewing a bunch of facts and about how, and we all know we're all fat, 70% of Americans are this, and obesity <laughs> leads to all sorts of fun stuff, so we're, and it's not that it's not new, but it is always sad, we're like, yep, we're still fat, but <laughs> when he gets done with all those stats, he drops this in here. To be fair and balanced, I want to point out real quickly that the research is not currently overwhelmingly conclusive on how weight loss impacts these mechanisms and this degree of risk for cancer, specifically colon cancer, compared to having never gained the weight to begin with. But there are some observational studies which explore diet and exercise as a means of weight loss and development of cancer. And some of these have had actually pretty reassuring and promising results. So I, I like the fact that he was like transparent. It's, hey, this, there's a lot of studies on this, but it's not entirely conclusive. And I was like, well, that's cool. So again, it the, the problem I think we just have in general right now is we're all a little skeptical when people start saying this is the facts. We're really, so here he's even saying we've done this and done that. So that was in there. But Eric, I know you had some thoughts. I had some thoughts on just the flow of the beginning and as he brought in the guest. Yeah, you were mentioning the, the stats and the data there, which is uh, compelling and it makes you understand the importance of the situation. But as we listen to the introduction there, he said, he says, welcome, doctor. And then you hear the doctor say, oh, thanks for having me. And he said, first, I want to start off with some stats and some data. And right there early on in the episode, what we need to remember is that numbers are very difficult to follow in audio. If you don't have a visual to support the numbers, it's difficult to remember more than just a couple numbers. If I tell you 83% of all Americans do X on a daily basis, you could probably remember that. But if I follow it up, but 75% do this and 47 do that, but 13 only do this. And now all of a sudden you're like, I can't follow those numbers because if you don't have the visual support, numbers are difficult to follow in audio. So remember that. But the bigger issue that I had with the beginning of it is when he goes into those stats, he welcomes the doctor on and then he says, first, let me give you all these statistics. And then he goes for five minutes giving all of this, these details and this data and these statistics before he allows the doctor to talk. And then he hands it over to the doctor. And then the doctor goes six minutes before we hear from Dr. Dak again. And I'm like, holy cow, like I forgot you were even here. So I'd love to hear it be more of a conversation than, than a lecture. Either get to the question for, do, for the doctor, for the guest earlier or introduce him later. If you want to give all the stats and statistics and data, then give that to us first and then go to your guest or go to your guest and ask him a question and let the data flow into the conversation throughout the time. But it just felt like you take five minutes, I'll take five minutes. Yeah, I actually thought as he was going on there, and again, the stats weren't bad, but I was like, oh, this might be what I call an NPR style or a narrative style podcast where you've talked to Dr. Dale and you're going to play his answers 
as you talk about stuff. I, oh, I really, yeah. it, it almost got to the point where, because it had been a while since we'd heard Dr. Dale say, hey, thanks for having me. And I was like, maybe this is a narrative thing where he's going to say some stuff and then he's going to play a clip from what Dr. Dale said. I was really wondering what was going on because it had been a while. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm with <laughs> you. I think they could have somehow either brought in some of those stats into the conversation, something, but it was, it made for a very weird flow at the beginning. It wasn't horrible. It was just wait, we're didn't he have a guest a minute ago? Did he leave? Did what? <laughs> and then at the point where he gets to hand it over to the doctor, he just hands it to him. Yeah. And there's no real question there. He just says, doctor, I'll let you take it from there. Yeah. Uh, okay. And then he just, and I thought, well, this is going to be a train wreck. Like he's going to have one thing to say because there was no question. But the doctor just actually took it and ran with it. He did a great job, but it felt more like a, it felt more like a presentation, like a lecture or a, like an infomercial, just because it was it went for a long time before we had that conversational interaction, which I would love. The information was solid, but to me, it just felt like a guy giving me a presentation rather than us having a conversation. Yeah, that's now that you say that, it really does feel like that. Almost they were doing a PowerPoint and I'll take the first two slides and you take the next three and then I'll take yeah. the next two because the doctor did provide great information and all sorts of new stuff that I was unaware of put balloons in people's stomachs and all sorts of stuff. And I, so that was the cool thing. It was information I didn't know about. I call that to me, I call this dinner party stuff when you get this little nugget. So the next time somebody talks about we're all fat or something like that, I can say, Oh, I actually heard on a podcast and there's this new pill that's coming that we can take. And it, it's not just a bunch of amphetamines. It's going to make us all jumpy and things like that. So there was some really great stuff in there. Uh, Dave, as you were listening to them tell the the story and, and present the stuff, did you find yourself going, oh, why is that? But they just kept moving on with the story. There were options for Dr. Dak to jump in and say, can I get a little more clarification there? Or why is that? Or when did they discover that? Or But it just felt like the guest just kept on moving with his presentation. Yeah, he was definitely, he, he had taken over the show and, and that was for sure. And I don't think I was lost. It was just like, it, I, I again, I like the fact that they provided both sides because it was like, hey, we fill this balloon up full of saline. We, we throw it in your stomach so you feel full all the time. And I was like, okay. And they're like, and I forget what percentage of people lose weight. And you know, I was like, well, that sounds like a cure-all. And then again, they came back with, oh, and by the way, you'll probably throw up the first two days and sometimes the balloon pops. So I like the fact that it wasn't just a sales pitch for this balloon method. I like but that when they got into the balloon method and he said, sometimes people, he said, you have to remember your stomach continues to expand. Yeah. And some people just revert right back to eating as much as they used to eat because their stomach expands to accept that. And I thought, okay, great. How do I not do that? And yeah. they, that would have been a great follow-up question if we were more in conversation mode, but he just kept on moving on. That's the, the thing that I thought to myself as they're going through, there were, there were two different types of balloons that you can stick in your stomach. And there was one that they make the patient actually sign a piece of paper that says, I solemnly swear to meet with a nutritionist and I'm going to change my ways. And I was like, if you change your ways, you wouldn't need a balloon in your stomach. It's like... <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> yeah. Just so it, for me, I was, it's to me, it's the same thing, almost whatever the gastric bypass where they 
chop out half your stomach. I'm like, yeah, well, it's the same thing. Only now, instead of chopping it out, they just stuff it full of balloons and don't leave yeah. any room. So it was, uh, it was different. I did the fact that he did get in and explain how this works. Cause I was like, wait, how does putting a balloon in your stomach or that actually, I take that back. They moved on to this new, there's a pill coming or it's actually a shot or it can be a pill. Uh, it was actually used for uh, type two diabetes and they realized that the side effects were weight loss. Yeah. So and they got the injection approved by the FDA to be used specifically for weight loss. And you don't have to have type two diabetes in order to make use of it, which I thought was fascinating. Yeah. And here's how it works. And it works in three different ways. It, it slows down the emptying of your stomach. It attacks or attacks this, you know, what we call the satiety center or the fullness center in your brain. And it also keeps your blood sugar very low so that your insulin levels stay nice and low, which is important for many different reasons. But through those three um, mechanisms of action, it combines and people get significant weight loss almost from the very beginning. So I like that answer because I was wondering, okay, what kind of weird, if it's not a bunch of speed, which is typically what all these weight loss <laughs> pills are, like, what is it? So when they explained that, I was like, oh, that's different. And I, I did wonder, and they kind of got into to dosage because I'm like, well, if you take too much and you're never relieving yourself, I'm like, you're going to, you're literally going to be full of crap. And I was like, that doesn't sound like a fun time. So they did address that uh, a little bit, but it, that was the part that I was like, that's something I would talk. If somebody asked me about it, I was like, oh, I heard this on a podcast. This is apparently coming down the pike. And so that was, I thought that was interesting to me. It was, if I learned something, then okay, then this, and it was a fairly short podcast for me. I was like, all right, well, that was a pretty decent podcast. Any other thoughts on the the actual interview, I guess? In this yeah, the case? content a little bit. Um I noticed that he starts using some group speak early, talking to, well, to all of our listeners out there and things like that. And because he does that, the guest does that as well. Just talk to one single individual, make me feel like I'm part of the conversation uh, instead of our listeners out there, which kind of makes that disconnect and separates you from your audience. Just talk directly to that one person and avoid that group speak. Um at the end, he says something like, to you, our listener, and I thought, our listener, yeah, who else would you be talking to? Like, the, There's just little crutches and cliches that we use that make us sound more like an old school DJ announcer rather than just a buddy on a show having a conversation with us. Yeah. And if I, this is one of those things, again, if the person was here, I would ask them, like, how are you recording this? And it's okay to have you, because again, Dr. Dak had great audio. And your guest was on the phone and we're used to hearing that from the radio. So that's acceptable. But yep. if you could, I would like to see, can you get that person off the phone? Is that a, a possibility? Again, wasn't horrible. If you can, that's always good. And the other thing I noticed, and it took me a second till I we got to the end, is this really positioned, in this case, Dr. Dale is like the expert. If you want a balloon in your stomach, Dr. Dale is the guy to talk to. And I was, what's in this for Dr. Dak? And it dawns on me that really what this is, it's almost like a branded podcast for colonoscopy.com because they, if you go to their website and we'll talk about that in a second, they, it's really about colon health and making sure you've been checked and the benefits of colonoscopies and things of that nature. So here's a quick clip of their ending. 
Gotcha. Well, I want to thank you for being here tonight and sharing your expertise with us and our listeners. I learned a lot. No doubt they learned a lot as well. And I want to also thank you, our listeners at home or at work or at the gym or on your commute, wherever it is you're tuning in from today. I want to thank you again for your time. Make sure you like this post on your social media or on your favorite podcast app. Remember, that's how we get feedback from you. And that's how we ensure to keep bringing you the content you want when you want it. As always, we'll have a summary of today's episode, including key points. And again, the best ways to contact Dr. Dale and his practice as a list of all the other resources, including research articles on colonoscopy.com. Please take care. Good night and good health. And then, of course, with every podcast that's about medical. That's it for our show today. Oh, wait. A huge thank you to you, our listener. If you like this episode, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to this podcast. The Colon Health Podcast is produced by colonoscopy.com. You can learn how to subscribe to this podcast and read more about today's guest in the show notes by visiting colonoscopy.com slash podcast. We'll be back soon with another episode. And then comes the never-ending... The Colon Health Podcast is for education, information, and entertainment purposes only. While every effort is taken to broadcast correct information, guests on the show might offer their opinion. And we're not going to listen to that. There's another minute, 10 seconds of, (laughs) hey, be sure to contact your doctor before doing anything. And we're not reliant. We're not responsible for anything we just said. Here's the portion of the show that my attorney wrote. (laughs) Exactly. So let me talk about right at the very beginning of what you just played. So he talks about our listeners. Our listeners got great benefit about it. And he's talking about with all this. That's what I'm talking about with group speak, right? He's referring to our listeners uh, appreciate it and I hope they got a lot out of it. And he's talking about those group, that group of people over there. And then all of a sudden when the interview's done, he turns to me and he says, Hey, I want to thank you for listening. I'd really appreciate it if you would rate and review the show over on Apple Podcasts. And if you're looking for more information on the show, you can go over to the website and get the information. Now, all of a sudden, he's talking directly to me. Mm-hmm. It's it's not the group speak anymore. He just made that transition. And I would like to hear that throughout the show because at the end, he makes me feel included in his conversation. But during the actual conversation, he makes me feel like I'm a third party in a group way over there, separate from the show. Yeah. And I, I, it doesn't bug me as much as it used to, but to me, if you have somebody in Apple podcasts, you want them to subscribe or, or in this, these days it would be follow all when, while you're there rate and review us, but there's no mention of following and subscribing. And that's really mm-hmm what you want people to do. Cause when somebody follows you now is the proper verb in Apple podcast in theory, <laughs> which I can't tell you how much that frustrates me. I'm like, where is the subscribe button? Yeah. It's a little, Oh, that's it's right. It itty- doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. Like I have to follow. <laughs> like- and they made this itty bitty plus sign that if you don't know what that is. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks Apple. Yeah. My fingers aren't hitting that point. Like, no, <laughs> stop opening the ad. I just want the plus sign. Yeah. Arr. So for me, I, and I get it because we, we live in a Yelp kind of society that we really want more positive reviews than negatives. But for me, I would much rather either A, have them sign up to my newsletter if I'm trying to sell mm-hmm. them something, or B, subscribe so they get the next episode automatically. And he, they do mention colonoscopy.com, so that was good. They didn't forget when they say subscribe to the podcast. Oh, I think they do say at colonoscopy.com. There were a couple things about... um 
Dr. Dax close and then the recorded close of the show, there were a lot of calls to action. Yeah. It isn't the typical laundry list that we normally hear on a show, but it was, Hey, like us on social media or on the podcast app of your choice and go over and get the show notes at colonoscopy.com. And don't forget to come back and listen to us next week. And then the, the show close happens and he gives us a whole bunch of things to do too. Two things on that. One, make sure your call to action is single focused. What's the most important thing you want your listener to do and ask them to do that. Don't give them the whole laundry list because if you do, they will not take action. And the second thing is give me a benefit. Hey, if you want the show notes, they're at colonoscopy.com. What do I need the show notes for? Include a benefit there. If you want me to take action, tell me how it benefits me and then I'll go do it. Yeah. And especially if you have a pre-recorded close that has the call to action, you don't have to give any. You can just say, thank you so much for you know, listening to the show. If you like it, tell a friend would be a great call to action if that's not in your your call to action. But Eric said, you can't give too many because then they're like, wait, you lost me after. I can't write that fast. Like me on Instagram and tweet me. Wait, what? Hold on. Yeah. Send the bat signal. (laughs) Set up some smoke signals. And yeah, exactly. So we've been talking about colonoscopy.com and it's, uh, I thought this was a, we've had a few of these now where really, the podcast is not the main focus, as you might imagine, on this website. This is all about colon health, but I thought they did a good job of having the word podcast in the upper right-hand corner, and boy, when you went there, I went, that's exactly what I'm looking for. you got three subscribe buttons. You've got a quick uh, description of what the show's about. They have a link there if you want to subscribe to your emails, and then when you scroll down, you've got the episodes. For me, I liked this page. What did you think, Eric? I I love the the grid format of the podcast page. It gives you exactly the the title of the show and then a real brief synopsis of what the show's all about. It made the episodes really easy to find. I love the clean look of it, the consistency of the photo. Yeah. Just made it really easy to navigate. I I I really like this website. It looks clean, which is really necessary for a medical podcast like this. And I too like the fact that podcast is nice and easy to find right up there in the drop down menu. And the other thing we should mention now that I see this, that was episode four. Yeah. So, so that's not bad for episode four. I've heard a lot worse episode fours in my life. And when you go to the actual page where, you know, the page that was listed there, I like the fact that he's got a Libsyn player and they have the subscribe buttons there, which is great. Also, uh, I it, like that it's up top of the page. I don't scroll to the bottom yeah. to find it. And also, if you haven't played with it yet, if you go to five, as in F-I-V-E dot Libsyn dot com, the Libsyn 5 player, which you can actually embed, it works, is much prettier than the Libsyn 4 player. So if you're interested, <laughs> that's something to, to play with. But I love the fact that all the links he mentioned here are here and easy to find highlights from today's episode. Then he's got everything that's been featured here and Dr. Dale's website and then the select research articles that they mentioned are here. So all the, if you're looking for any kind of, Hey, what did they say? What was this based on things of that nature? I thought everything was super easy to find here on the, uh, the show description page. And it was really good show notes, which is great. One of my favorite things of his show notes is the highlights where it's just half a dozen bullet points of what the episode was all about. I don't have to read pages and pages of show notes. I might steal that idea for my own show. So I like that. And the links are super easy to find. 
Yeah, and a way to cheat with this is if you've written down your questions and that you asked three out of five, you can look at those three questions and then use those for your bullet points because you talked about it because you asked those questions. So that's a cheat on that. But yeah, when I came over here, I was like, I really can't find much to complain about. I love the fact that you've got the the top three there. You've got Apple, Google, and Spotify. You've got an email list and your episodes. And when you go to there, it's easy to find with great links. So I really didn't have anything on the website that I could... Uh, and even on the uh, the Libsyn player, you have the button mat- color matching the, the theme on the website. So Two things I'd like to point out on the website. The homepage has frequently asked questions that patients would ask about their colon health, which I thought was awesome. And you can click on that and get information. The one thing that I find missing, at least it wasn't easy for me to find, is an about page that tells me about hmm. Dr. Dag. And up top is procedures and conditions and questions. And I can find a provider and go to the podcast and log in. I don't know what log in gets me, but how do I find out more about the doctor himself? Yeah, that's true. Or the podcast even. And he doesn't even tell me on the show if, is he just a general health practitioner? Is he a specialist? Is he a doctor? Because he is an MD, so... Right. He's a medical doctor of some sort. I would just like a little more of his background and just to add to his credibility. Yeah, I'm with you on that because there's nothing here about him or the podcast. It's just here it is. They have this little paragraph here, learn the latest advancements and advice on managing colon health. So that is a little bit of an about, but it would be nice if there was something. How about- long has he been practicing or something? And maybe he, maybe because it's he doesn't want to appear like he's offering medical advice. Right. Uh, Hence the disclaimer at the end of the show. Maybe that's, maybe he's more incognito or something because he does just go by Dr. Dak, D-A-C. Yeah. You know, it's, there's nothing more about him there. Could be. But overall, I thought the website's clean and I love the look of it. Love the color scheme. Yeah. It rocked. Yeah. So all in all, for me, the biggest thing that stood out was just that, that early flow when the interview started and I really couldn't find much else. Like I said, I, I had something, I learned something from the podcast. The audio was good. I didn't hear like it didn't, it wasn't like a bad Saturday night live skit that went on too long. It's Hey, we, <laughs> right. we've got a couple of things we're going to talk about. We hit those topics and we got in and got out. I would just, like you said, maybe tidy up the call to action. Any other thoughts as we kind yeah, of, I do think that I do think the episode had momentum. There, I didn't feel like there were times where we got bogged down in the weeds discussing the nuances of colon health. Like we moved strict, straight through the three topics he said we were going to hit. And there were there was great momentum there to the show, which I appreciated. And uh, overall, I thought it was for the fourth episode, it was really strong. I'd just like to hear Dr. Dak smile a little bit more and uh, and just make it a little more of a conversation. And watch those, watch that data and numbers because it can get confusing and a little too technical if you dive too deep into that. But overall, solid show. Yeah. And again, you can find that at colonoscopy.com. Eric, we can find you at podcasttalentcoach.com. What's coming up over at Podcast Talent Coach? Podcast Talent Coach, we are just, we are working on making your show stronger. We've been talking about interviewing a lot lately, been talking about storytelling. How do we take your content and turn it into entertainment? 
Because the only reason people listen to a podcast is to be entertained. I don't care how great your information is and how great your teaching is. If you're not entertaining them, you're wasting your breath. And so that's what we've been talking about lately. And it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. At the School of Podcasting, I just did an episode. I was talking with Eric before we hit record about if you're a Beatles fan, there's a Paul McCartney documentary. It's uh, six part. And there were some lessons in there that I was like, wow, podcasters could can learn from this. And I think my favorite one was he said, the reason that Beatles songs are uh, memorable is because they had to remember them. There wasn't anything to record they, them with. They don't know how to read music and there was no phone to record it on. So the only way they could remember them was to make them good enough to remember. So if you'd like to have your podcast right here with myself and Eric live asking us questions as we give you feedback on your show. It's super simple. Go over to podcastreviewshow.com. You can click on the review show, or if you just want to go there directly, you can go to podcastreviewshow.com slash review me. Thanks so much for listening. And uh, remember, there's always room for improvement. This podcast is part of the Power of Podcasting Network. Find it at powerofpodcasting.com. Changing the world, one download at a time. Hey, it's Dave. Thanks for sticking around here. Again, this is not the norm, but we've kind of got a time-sensitive issue here because this webinar is March 21st about book launch secrets. It's myself and Thomas Umstadt, and then he's going to talk about this course, and it's going to basically go over everything you need to know about launching your book, and you'll learn proven principles and methods to help your next book or get your first book off the ground like a rocket. Thomas, the same way that I live and breathe podcasting, Thomas lives and breathes books, and then what's beautiful about it is his kind of mentor, James L. Rubart, it's kind of like getting Han Solo and Yoda at the same time. And the reason I think this is so important is this is the last time they're teaching this course. Now, the webinar you're signing up for, absolutely free, and you're going to walk away with a lot of great ideas and an offer. We're not going to lie to you. They're going to talk to you and ask you to take this course. But there's so much value in just the free webinar. I wanted to let you know that it's going on. And it's happening very, very soon, March 21st. Look at the calendar. Yeah, that's like, holy cow, it's coming right up. All you have to do is go to schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. That's schoolofpodcasting.com slash book launch. I can't wait to see you there.